we're getting a uh, like a Harry Potter. Uh, they both can't live at the same time. One must kill the other one in the end, kind of thing set up here. Oh yeah! Spoiler alert for uh, the final, huh? Of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the Horcrux. We're just going to uh, reveal that to the listeners. The final uh, Horcrux. If you want to get into it, uh, what I said is only revealed in book four. <laughs> oh, because oh, he's, he's the chosen child. Or yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually oh. revealed in book five when he gets the prophecy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe the next podcast I explain Harry Potter to you. Uh, my wife <laughs> and why it's the greatest board. work of literature of all time. My wife will be on board. She's she's read it once and like listened to the audiobook like three times. So maybe 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 you can do that with her, and uh, she can annoy me when she's like, "Oh, what do you do? What are, what are we doing tonight?" Well, you know, I'm, I'm recording she's the podcast. I gotta watch, I gotta watch Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban again. <laughs> We gotta discuss it for three hours after. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. Welcome to episode five of Twin Takes in which we'll watch and discuss the fourth episode of season three of Twin Peaks, The Return. Uh, I'm Kabir. I'm with my, uh, as always, my um, Twin Peaks, David Lynch Sherpa, Garrett. Hello. (laughs) I think he changed it a bit, huh? From the last one. I feel like he's made it a little more, he kind of like brings it out. It's like it lasts a little bit longer, the hello. (laughs) I, I didn't do a, a deep dive into. Uh, oh, I, I, I do a lot of cross episode studies. Yeah, uh, interesting episode. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought it was a lot more uh, funny and less uh, horrifying. Yeah, this was like the this is like the funny episode. Yeah, I mean, I, look, you know, don't get me wrong. It was it was still more boring than anything else, <laughs> but it was. There were more. Uh, there was was more humor and less horror than uh, yeah than we've seen so far. Yeah, they're really going for laughs. So yeah, we start with um, with uh, Coop Prime in the body of Dougie back at the casino. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I noticed is, you know, we're sort of we're sort of coming in at a different angle of what's happening at the casino while he's while he's he's getting all these jackpots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll recall he's he's following around uh, what looked to me like the red solo cup. Yes. That tells him where the uh, where the where the hot uh, slots are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hot slots. Uh, here, <laughs> if you don't have uh, your audio turned all the way up, yeah, you need to enunciate that yes. properly. Yes. So we saw the woman who was trying to get him a big uh, uh, cup for his quarters, running around. You have this kind of funny character who's the casino manager who is realizing how screwed he is. He keeps doing this funny little thing where he's like rubbing his neck like he's like he's going to get killed uh, by his by whoever his higher up is for losing all this money. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely, uh, there's and, and I and this happened before, but it's really pronounced in this episode. Uh, Coop Prime in the body of Dougie is uh, uh, does not possess any mental faculties. Mm-hmm. Does not know where he is, can barely interact with people, and just repeating words back to people, and is completely lost. And not only 
this happened last episode too. Uh, not only do people not care about his condition, they seem to be uninterested in dealing with it. You know, uh, you know what I noticed? The women are, are more aware of his deficits, I find. I don't think that's true. And no, 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 no. And like when he meets the um, yes, he meets the, the business couple. person, right? She's yeah. like, "What's wrong with Doug?" She, yes, I agree. She's concerned. Uh, She's like, uh, so, so, so he's 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 leaving. Uh, he's leaving, and then uh, he runs into uh, a guy that recognizes him mm-hmm. from the business world. Yeah, uh, and he says, "Eating a hot uh, dog." I, I love that little touch. Yeah, he's eating a hot dog. Uh, but I mean, it's the, it's the casino floor in front of the slot machine. I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want. Uh, there's a, there's a homeless old woman, a hag (laughs) also there. So I think the businessman eating a hot dog is not going to raise any suspicion. Uh, so he's been getting all these jackpots. Uh, and so he's walking his, his acquaintance comes up to him and is like, Dougie, how are you? Um, and he's like, Hey, uh, are you okay? Dougie does not remember where he lives. It's revealed in the conversation. He doesn't know where he is. Um, just very, very disoriented. And this guy has to remind him uh, how they know each other. The wife keeps looking at her husband and is like, Does, is he okay? I'm not sure he's okay. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, neither of them do anything about it. No, they just let him leave. I think the the I don't know if that's his wife, but the woman The woman he's with. Yeah. The woman goes, Well, she kinda is like, Well, this guy knows him, so maybe this is just the way he acts. And you know what? I retract my statement that women treat him better. I think it might be people who don't know him treat him they seem to be more aware that there's something wrong with him. The people who know Dougie are like yeah, this is maybe outside the typical scope of Dougie action, but um, still plausible. Well, let me put like, this they kind of roll with it, right? I think some people are more sympathetic and helpful to him than others. Yeah. But no one, you know, the hooker comes to mind as, as surprisingly helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But really? no one reacts. And I, and I feel like I say this every every ten minutes on this podcast. No one acts appropriately. If you if you meet like a business acquaintance and he doesn't remember his name, doesn't remember who you are, doesn't remember his own address, you he's not your responsibility. But you, I mean, you you kind of so so the guy the guy in the casino said, okay, there's there's cabs outside. Yeah, this is your street. Don't you remember? And you and he's like Lancelot Court. I remember thinking that's a str- that's a strange name. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, hey, Dougie, you live at Lancelot, Lancelot Court. We go to your house all the time. And he goes, Lancelot Court. <laughs> Obviously not someone that understands what you're telling them. The least, the, 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 the absolute least thing he could do is walk with him to the cab and tell the cab driver, my friend is confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he lives on Lancelot Court. But no, he's like, you want to go home, right? Just go and get a cab. The, the, the woman he's with seems a little concerned but is like is he okay i doesn't seem okay she defers to him like well this is this is this guy this is what he does he'll be okay (laughs) uh i guess i mean they just sort of look at him and then just go about their day Uh, yeah they just kind of i i really i think it's i think uh dougie prime i think dougie prime is just (laughs) you know a real dougie 
maybe a little bit there, but not much. I think he's yeah think both shells of hum- of humans. I think uh, well, he is literally a, a, a mockery of of a, or not exactly. a mockery. Yeah. He's a he's a literal uh, he's a shadow of a, of a real human. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a fair point, but they but there's no line that's like oh he's always like that. You know, the man uh, isn't like he's always confused. He just he seems genuinely surprised at how confused Dougie is, but then chooses to do nothing about it. Uh Dougie still married to Naomi Watts though. Well, we'll get we'll get to when he gets home. Uh uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh he leaves, they give him a limo. Did you notice what, what kind of car the limo was? I didn't. Was it a Lincoln? Of course it was a Lincoln. Oh man. You know that Coop only drives the best vehicles. <laughs> it was a Lincoln. Uh, That's there's a, there's a weird kind of exchange where the driver is like, the driver's I, like, where I do you live? I love the driver. And, and the, he's like, where do you live? And he's like, Red Door. And it's a lot of court. And he's like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot to of, go on. It's really dark. He, he really does a great job. Yeah. Um, that was a very believable performance. That's exactly how a limo driver in that situation would act. It, it was like, it was very excellent. courteous, but yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, like, just so exasperated. Like, come on, buddy. Just like, give me the name of the, give me the address, right? <laughs> yeah. But then when he sees it, he's like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. The, the clue that he has is that it's a red door and 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 my god it's the most prominent red door i've ever seen yeah. on a house it's beautifully lit well not a mistake it's a red door right those are those are the red curtains that's like yeah semi yeah. lodge kind of thing right yeah so he gets out of the car he's holding the bag of money and the limo driver is like yeah i'll wait with you outside <laughs> definitely definitely waiting for a tip initially yeah and then just um, confused and then realizing this guy's not going to tip him and just like okay i'll just wait with you you know <laughs> yeah it was really good acting all, all around yeah uh and then the wife comes out what, what did you think when yeah naomi watts comes right yeah. around and slaps him uh slaps him uh pretty realistic you know he's been gone for three days yeah uh she then begins and i and i thought anyway she brings him into the house and the limo driver leaves she has and i and i thought about recording the audio but it was it's kind of drawn out over over about five minutes Mm -hmm. um but she then proceeds to have a one-sided conversation um in which she there's, there's a lot of moments where she asks him questions, and he he not only is not giving her information, he's like looking up at the ceiling away from her. And then she derives conclusions based on nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, she looks at the bag, and it's got money, and she says, Dougie, where did you get this money? Did you get it from the casino? Did you did you score a jackpot? And he goes, and he he, he parrots something that someone said earlier to her, jackpot. and he says, oh, Mr. I'm jackpot. Mr. Jackpot. Yeah. He points at himself and says, Mr. Jackpot. Yeah. And she goes, Oh my God, you did get the jackpot. This money's gonna change our lives. Now, if you if 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 your spouse comes home after three days and Missed brings your, a bag of your money. This is your son's birthday. This is your son's birthday. Good God. And and has a bag of money, and you say, Where'd you get this money? And he just doesn't even make eye contact with you. It's weird to me to start asking leading questions. And then when he gives half-hearted responses, you know, your your husband, who I guess based on the context has a gambling problem, 
uh, and a problem with prostitutes. I mean, yeah, the real yeah. Dougie was, you know, off with Jade. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if the wife knows that, but she does know that he has a gambling problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because she says, "Were you at the casino again?" Right. And then he sees, she sees all the money, and she says, "Don't tell me. Did you hit a jackpot?" And your and then your husband points to his chest and says, "I'm Mr. Jackpot." <laughs> you then you then are like, "Oh, yes, you did hit the jackpot." Like it's it's the first question has to be, "What is wrong with you?" No, this guy Dougie is an idiot. That that's the whole thing. He's been going through life like Dougie Prime is just like some animatronic machine. I mean, that's what he is, right? And he's been just kind of like Mr. Magooing himself, his way through through but life, this is, through this into, is, into marriage with Naomi Watts. Mr. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's he, the, he parlayed you know, that pretty well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. Mr. Magooing your way through life is like is like you know, kind of being like a cartoonish oaf, but like having a heart of gold. He is he is barely human. Anyway, she she she's like, oh, we have enough money. This solves all of our problems. I'm gonna make. You I'm so sandwich. glad you're home. I'm gonna make you a sandwich. I'm gonna give you a piece of cake from your son's birthday cake. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're home. And he just looks off and says, "Home." <laughs> yeah, Later Dougie, on, he's got a great life. He wakes up, uh, and he's trying to he's trying to dress himself. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about the fact that like maybe they tried to have have sex that night and God knows how that worked out for, for him. Uh, well, I mean, just can't imagine. Mrs. Mrs. Dougie seems to be in a pretty decent mood. So <laughs> maybe a bit of McLaughlin prime, you know, is deep in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it awakens him. Uh, uh, but he wakes up. He's confused. He uh, apparently, uh, like, he grabs his. He has to urinate. Yeah. And he grabs his dick, mm-hmm. and 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 makes like a like a sad puppy face. And she's like, "Do you have to go to the bathroom?" And then leads him into the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you you. you <laughs> it's too much, Garrett. It's too much. This is, this no, is one, this is no one. No one. The, the 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 breaks she's giving him are insane that's the point that that's the he, whole point he, he starts urinating and he he doesn't he know what to do. himself yeah yeah he doesn't know what to do and he starts freaking out and then finally realizes he has to lower his pants yeah 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 and then he's relieved and then sweet release yeah uh how about that uh sound at sound design by papa lynch huh uh, what do you at what part i mean show show don't tell i mean you know we never have to see uh Dougie's Wang, thank God, and but just just the sound, just we know. Oh no, he's he's not making it. Oh, oh, oh he figured it out. Figured well, for me, it was also the 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 uh, hilarious panic on his face too. Yes, yes. That, 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 that whatever was going on is not right. Yes. <laughs> so he and then he comes out of the bathroom, his uh, with his pants back up. They must be soaking in urine. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, Dougie, we got to get you dressed." Yeah, that is funny. Uh, this is I, insane. I I think the kind the kinds of guys who are going out on three day long benders, uh, spending time with prostitutes, and then in serious gambling debt, probably piss themselves uh, on a semi regular basis. Yeah, but as part That's of like contention. as like a, like a hangover binge, not because they're like 
goofy reprogrammed <laughs> idiots. Uh, yeah. And then and then she she tries to make it all better. She's literally dressing him. Mm-hmm. This is the other thing too is she puts on, she comments on the the black suit and the haircut. Mm-hmm. She tries to put on his pants and he's lost uh, what looks like forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And she's like, "Your pants don't fit." As if as if like your husband coming back after three days and having lost forty pounds. Is not something to also really like engage him on. She's like, oh, Dougie, again, no, you've I had think, a massive weight fluctuation. No, I think uh, you know it, it could be like one of those things like you don't notice and then you notice and you're like, oh wow, you know, you've lost so much so. weight. It, it the pants possible. fell off of him. <laughs> well, it's, no, it well, can't. She doesn't can't know be. how she doesn't know how he's cinching his belt. Until, she she you know, clearly she is incredibly comfortable dressing him. So I think she must do this all. Either either you can't have it both ways. Either she dresses him every single day, or she has or she has no idea what her what her what his pants look like. I mean, what's what's she supposed to think? A uh, the real her real husband from the bizarre non-existence came through a light socket, swapped bodies, and now her her real husband Dougie Prime is a spherical golden ball i i don't think she's seen twin peaks so i can't i can't I mean, assume I that she would think that <laughs> but she should be asking more questions she should be more concerned and alarmed and this yeah. man needs a brain scan yeah he has to go to the mri <laughs> yeah well you just kind of got to go with go with it because people and hated it, people hated dougie everything you're saying um <laughs> it's too much everyone everyone thinks that i love it i i think it's just you know, this is this is the tragedy of Dougie. You know, he's just this this oaf, just you know, meandering through life. You know, this is like uh, this is you know the modern American human. You know, we're just like bumbling through life and just trying to you know, I don't know, pay off our mortgage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, just wait till he gets to work. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, that she he has this interaction with the kid. I love the kid. I, I I love this interaction. The kid is like this this uh, he's just like this hilarious dad giving each other thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, the kid the kid is is I'm okay with the kid scene. That to me is more acceptable because the kid doesn't know better. Yeah, the and kid the kid is like my dad is being yeah, goofy. Exactly. I mean, that's the kind of thing I I do with my son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just piss yourself and then walk around the house. I mean, anything for a laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay with the kid stuff. Uh, he does come down for breakfast. And yeah, there's this kind of funny thing where like the wife is cooking and she has her back to him and she misses that he's like completely lost yeah. all sense of reality, which would be a funnier scene if she didn't just have to <laughs> dress him. Because then, because what you're kind of playing it as like is like he doesn't know how to eat, yeah. But yeah. because she has her back turned, she misses that, yeah. But it doesn't matter because he already can't put on pants, yeah. So you know whatever. <laughs> but but uh, how about how about they're eating pancakes on a weekday? What is this yeah. like decadent life they're living? Oh, that's that's what that's what grabs you about that scene is. That oh, I couldn't, pancakes I couldn't believe weekday? it. Who eats pan? Who's got time for pancakes on a weekday? Hey, you know when your wife is Naomi Watts. My you know, God. I mean, I mean, obviously she's made a lot of compromises. I think she just wants to take care of her kid. <laughs> she's just trying to survive. She's like Ferrer, but yeah. like the housewife <laughs> just, version. Just going one she's day just, at a time. Please just marry someone. 
they make pancakes. Here's one thing that I don't like. Yeah. Is they have one of the little gags, you know, that, you know, Dougie doesn't know how to do anything. One of the little gags is that the, the kid sits down and he doesn't know what to do. And then the kid taps on the seat and he also taps on the seat. And then the kid is like, no, you have to sit. This is a chair for sitting. Mm-hmm. He sat in chairs earlier. He sat down at the casino. He knows what a chair is. I know this is a very small point, but bothered. All right, it's one thing that he's he's you know clinically <laughs> stupid, oh, but he's now he's regressing. Uh, <laughs> no, maybe he's overwhelmed. There's a lot on that table. You know, he's got strange, you know, oblong bread meal to consume. You know, with you know, high fructose corn syrup poured all over it. You know, he, he's got a lot to figure out. Uh, now I'm going to assume this is a, this is a little fun thing for the fans is yep. that he knows and loves coffee. Yes. Good, good catch. When yeah. you, when you mentioned maybe the sex reawakens him, the coffee definitely does. Right. He sees coffee and he's like coffee. Yes. He obviously drinks it. It's so hot. He spits it all over the floor. Spit take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity. I, I think the next thing that I have that's that's prominent is um, is uh, David Lynch, deputy director of the FBI. David Lynch mm. uh, goes in to meet with his superior. Yeah, we're gonna have a problem with this. Yeah, we are. Uh, now, is this a character from Twin Peaks? He is original. Yes, yes. Uh, was he a David so Duchovny, so yeah. uh, so? This is yeah. It was David Duchovny. Um, which is interesting given how we've been referring to this unit as the X-Files unit. I know. I'd, I'd forgotten about this. He was a minor character. Or she? Uh, she, she was a minor character. And uh, David Duchovny is playing a uh, trans woman, mm-hmm. uh, from what I from what I gather. Uh, there's a reference to her being called Denise. Yep. Uh, but having previously identified as Dennis. Mm-hmm. So at some point during their relationship, um, she underwent some sort of change or realization or awakening and now identifies and is a woman. Um, interesting uh, takes from David Lynch's character. He's, he's very uh, uh, comfortable with Denise. Oh yeah. But also uh, she references hormones and he is having none of it. He's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean oh. to bring it up. I know how uncomfortable you get. Oh, uh, well, you know, that's, that could be, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like not appropriate in the workplace, right? Talk to talk the, about, this whole... to talk about like, I don't know. I have a theory. I have, I have, I, I have the audio of this scene. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good. Let's, do you want to play it first? Let's, let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. Okay. Let's go to the tape. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh... Denise. Gordon. Thank you for coming in. What have you got? It's Cooper. We found him. Where? South Dakota, Denise. He's in a federal prison in South Dakota. We're going out to see him tomorrow. I heard. Yes? How's that? You're taking Agent Preston with you? Yes. Really, Gordon? (laughs) What are you getting at, Denise? Well, I know your profile, Gordon. Beautiful agent, barely 30. I'm old school, Denise, you know that. (laughs) Before you were Denise, 
when you were Dennis and I was your boss, when I had you working undercover at the DEA, you were a confused and wild thing sometimes. <laughs> I had enough dirt on you to fill the Grand Canyon. And I never used a spoonful because you were and are a great agent. And when you became Denise, I told all your colleagues, those clown comics, to fix their hearts or die. Yes, and as I've said many times before, Gordon, I can never repay you enough for that kindness. Agent Tammy Presson has the stuff, Denise. I know, I know. I'm speaking more as a woman now than as the chief of staff of the entire Federal Bureau of Investigation. Hmm. Don't you just love sometimes saying Federal Bureau of Investigation like that all at once, unabbreviated? <laughs> it just gives me such Adler. a thrill. It is <laughs> thrilling, Denise. And Tammy. <laughs> Tammy is so beautiful. There's room in this Federal Bureau of Investigation for more than one beautiful woman. <laughs> that is so sweet. What the fuck? Yeah, normally I can't think like this. I have to forego all that and grow balls of steel to do this job. And it's, it's a bitch, <laughs> let me tell you sometimes. No, Not to no. mention the screaming hormones. Oh, boy. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, Gordon. I know. <laughs> Gordon, I trust you. You know that. And I believe you're on the trail of something big. Big. <clears throat> Will Albert be with you? Do birds fly? <laughs> good luck. 10-4, good buddy. 10-4, good buddy. Oh, whoops. All right. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, I have a theory okay, about so, that. All right, all right, all right. So first of all, that conversation was insane. Uh, no, I don't think so. It serves a purpose. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't because <laughs> because so so ostensibly what happened? Denise called him in because she has concerns that Gordon uh, David Lynch is bringing around bringing this young agent because she's beautiful and not on her merits. Yeah, and she's- then Gordon immediately says. Immediately, like, sort of, you know, by telling about their backstory, says, like, I'm old school. Yeah. I only care about people because of their talents. Right. And then she immediately is like, of course I know that. I trust you. And no, then she suddenly she says, I trust you. You know I trust you. I, I think that's just her backpedaling kind of like, well, okay, that could be true. But we still have concerns because. But she doesn't say that. David Lynch. No, no. It, 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 there's, a, there's a bifurcation no, in this the, episode, in this conversation, mm-hmm. where the first half of it, she's saying, "I know your profile. I know you're yeah. like you're, you know, you're an old man. She's a young woman." Yeah. And then as soon as he tells that story, she's like, "Oh, you're right. You're right. You know, she's such a beautiful woman." And then he starts complimenting her, and she's like, "Oh, you're so sweet. You no, know, no. I trust you completely." No, it, no, it's no. insane. No, no, no. Because he he called he. You're right. Denise called. Lynchin because he's like, Hey, are you we're worried about how it looks, which is, you know, kind of strange, right? They're <laughs> the chief of staff is only he, she's getting extra attention because she's good looking, right? That's kind of problematic too, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um so she calls him she calls Lynch in and is like, 
hey, and I think this is to the audience. I think this is a commentary on Lynch because Lynch gets this criticism constantly, which is he exploits women. I mean, uh, Roger Ebert called him a misogynist after um, Blue Velvet came out, like famously said uh, he, he's a misogynist. Um, and this kind of criticism has like dogged Lynch. So honestly, I think that's, I think a part of this is Lynch, the director trying to address that issue. And he does it right. He's like, no, I'm treating her like an agent. Just like I treated you like an agent, regardless of, you know, you um, revealing to us that you're actually, that you're, that you're a woman, you know, and I stood by you and that's a great line, right? The, uh, yeah, but later comics can die or or fix yourself or die. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And it's nice for his character (laughs) later though. I mean, yeah. So David Lynch is playing a character and, to address concerns that he's a misogynist, the character David Lynch writes lines for himself to make his character look good. <laughs> but then later in the episode, uh, yeah, I know that's what's the girl, Tammy. The Tammy, the Tammy, woman. like they tell her to leave. She walks away. And then Miguel Ferrer's like, "My day just got better oh, because he was notice, looking at her ass." Did you notice the camera pans down for a little bit? Yeah, so, very unfortunate. So how I, this doesn't make any sense? I know. I I, I, I really. <laughs> If anything, really, he just adds the ammunition. Yeah, exactly. He's it like, really he's does. like, David it's Lynch is good. like, you know what? I'm going to put myself defending women. <laughs> not only a woman, a trans woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll show him. And she'll talk about her, her hormones. And I won't have any of it because I'm uncomfortable. But, but, but I support women. And how dare she make that accusation? And at the end, she'll defend me. That's how good I am. Yeah. Terrible scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, so yeah, uh, it definitely falls flat. I'll, I'll factor it into my my letter rating. <laughs> okay, uh, let me ask you something. Also, uh, how often um, uh, in a conversation do you address the person you're speaking with by their first name? I know you, you told me that, and now it's in my head every time I hear it. It's constant, well, it should huh? be. Uh, uh, obviously, this will get cut a little bit, but during our recording, you and I have been talking to each other for 51 minutes, and I have I have said Garrett to you once, and you have not said Kabir to me yeah. at all, because we know that who each other are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your estimate for how much in that two-minute and 49-second conversation they said each other's names? Because I have it written down. Oh, God. I don't know. Over under 10? 10 each or 10 altogether? 10 altogether. <laughs> uh, uh, Lynch says Denise eight times. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, Denise says Gordon seven times. Wow. They refer to each other by name 15 times in yeah. a two-minute and 49-second conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely odd. I, 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 About three times a minute. You Almost. Know, it makes it it makes it very easy for the for the podcast because I remember all these names. I can I could cut up that clip and you wouldn't even know where it began or where it ended. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right. Uh, so let's see. Now we go to uh, a very bizarre comedic moment where uh, Sheriff Truman comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's been on his cell phone with Lucy, the receptionist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks in and shows that he's been on the phone and she freaks out because she doesn't know what cell phones are. Yeah. It's the year 2017. 
she's well first she's hilarious right i mean not really but people love her uh yeah she falls she falls backwards in her chair so uh we we meet a couple of the um police team the crew that we haven't seen before chad is the dick who i like what what, what is wrong with you kabir you uh <laughs> i'm gonna get my tally up to defend uh, my hero <laughs> Um, what, uh, you like dark coop? You like Chad? I'll tell you why. Because they're, they're all working at this case, you know, um, Chad Hawk. He's like, yeah, Margaret, uh, Margaret told me that, uh, this is going on. And then Truman is like, well, she, she told you that. I mean, and he's like, her, her, her clues always pan out. (laughs) Anyway, Chad is there and Chad is very skeptical. And he says, he says, so we just, we're just going to believe this log woman. And I was like, yeah, Chad, right there with you. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, Fuck, the yeah. Lucy, I think, or her, or her husband, mm-hmm. one of them is says, you know, defends the log lady yeah, by yeah, saying, you know, she get her stick. She's a stick and the stick tells her information. Mm. Just to somehow explain that to Chad. And Chad is, Chad is like me. He's like, that's not a good enough explanation. He rolls his eyes. He snorts. And then, and like, then get the hell out of there, Chad. They tell him. They tell him to leave. They're like, "Thanks, Chad. Yeah. You know, your input is 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 taken into consideration. But you can go home." Yeah. He goes home. Do you remember what he says? Yeah, it's something about Pinocchio, right? What does he say? Later, earlier, he says he says something about Pinocchio. On the way out, he says, "Fine, I'm going to go have a word with my pine cone." Oh, yeah. which is fucking <laughs> sick. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. Yeah. God, pine I love cone. Chad. Please tell me there's a lot more Chad because I just want Chad to come in and just be like, "There is a lot no, more there Chad. can't be three people at the same time." No, there's a lot more Chad. There's a lot more Chad. We'll God, see how you feel God. about Chad. Now we come to uh, a very uh, strange but very funny cameo. <laughs> oh, did you like this? I, I didn't think you'd like this. I, I mean, I don't like it in terms of like. <laughs> You know, it was a giant waste of my time. Yeah, it was, but it was funny. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, you know, they needed to cut. Yeah. So this is Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another another heavy hitter. I mean, this is like 2017. Michael Sarah is pretty, say, pretty that's, heavy. That's peak. That's peak Sarah. You know, yeah. 2017. Uh, so what happens is he Michael Sarah is the son of, um, <laughs> she's the son of Lucy and Andy, um, and they're very excited that he's here. Um. He's got this, uh, he's on a motorcycle and he's got this very bizarre affectation to his, his speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he said he wanted to talk to the sheriff to pay his respects. And the sheriff, I like the sheriff too. The sheriff is like rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, this fucker. All right. Yeah. Let me go get this, get this over with. And he goes outside and uh, Wally says something about his, his brother being sick. Yeah, Correct. He wishes him a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's just like, okay, all right, all right. He talks about how he told his parents that they have permission to redo his bedroom into a study. And they're like, oh, what wonderful news. And he's like, hey, it's the least I could do. <laughs> it's a very weird, like, they're really, they have like this weird, like, worship vibe over him. Uh, they're very, they're very, they're like adoring everything he says. Yeah. Whereas the sheriff is like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. And is just tolerating him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have some of the conversation. I'll, I'll play it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell us where you've been, Wally. My family, my friend, I've crisscrossed this great land of ours 
countless times. <laughs> I hold the map of it here in my heart. Next to the joyful memories of the carefree days I spent as a young boy here in your beautiful town of Twin Peaks. <laughs> From Alexandria, Virginia to Stockton, California, I think about Lewis and his friend Clark. <laughs> the first Caucasians to see this part of the world. Caucasians. Yeah, Their footsteps have been the highways and byways of my days on the road. Every time there's a pause, it's cutting back to the sheriff. Who's my shadow is always with me. Sometimes ahead. Sometimes behind. Describe your shadow. Sometimes to the left. Sometimes to the right. This is good. I like this. Except on cloudy days. <laughs> or at night. Yes. Well, <laughs> Wally. It's great to see you again. the road rise up to meet your wheels. That's a lovely turn of phrase. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, 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 I cut it a little short. He then says that, uh, and, and I had to because it was another like a minute of awkward silences, yeah. but he says uh, the road is his dharma. And yours, and he just sort of gestures to the to the town, and then the sheriff just walks away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's okay. People hated it. People hated it. Why? Because uh, they felt like you know uh, Michael Sierra's you know violating the sanctity that is Twin Peaks. We don't need you. Oh, they just wanted more 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 footage of Dougie pissing himself. <laughs> <laughs> the real the real good stuff yeah i i liked it i mean it's pretty funny right i think the, it, it's funny because it's incredibly long and drawn out right so yeah and you know what always gets me is i i mean i, I this is a recurring theme i think i like it when someone acknowledges that what's happening is weird mm. so the sheriff just being like okay i'm gonna go now is pretty it's pretty good it, it's good i mean that's what that guy in real life like he has to deal with this a lot like that's how that guy acts. By in real life, you mean Twin Peaks season one and no, two? No, no, no. I mean like the guy that is the small town sheriff in the Pacific oh, Northwest who yeah, deals with okay. you know his coworker's idiot son yeah. who's like on the road, you know, with his Jack Kerouac dog-eared in his back pocket. Yeah. When yeah. he has to have these long rambling conversations, his reaction is, "Good God, let's <laughs> get the hell out of here." You know, like that's that's yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. So, uh, what else happens? We cut back to uh, Dougie, um, the Dougie body of Coop Prime, and Dougie's uh, staring in front of him, and he sees he's looking at a red chair, and through the, in the red, he sees the lodge. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the um, yeah, important. The one arm man. I think. Yeah, this is important. This is basically the, the only man. plot point for the whole show, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Uh, there's a little more plot with the with the um, the prison visit. Correct. Best part um, of the best part of the episode. But we'll yeah, yeah. I actually I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, you see the one armed man. He's just waving his arm around, uh, looking like like the incompetent <laughs> fool we know he is. Uh, Definitely worried. He's, he's, those the, those TSP reports are going to file themselves. <laughs> TPS reports. TPS, yeah. correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know that the post. electric tree is like, you've got a Friday deadline. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to make it in time. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, he tells, uh, he basically explains to idiot McLaughlin that um, he he took the possession of a, of a, of a fake body. Mm-hmm. Mike told him either Dougie Slash Coop Prime has to die or Dark Coop has to die. You can't, we can't have two McLaughlin bodies running around the real world. Yeah. One of the two has to die. It's like a battle, right? Okay. Uh, well, Doug, I, you, I, I know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Dark Coop all the way. Oh, God. Uh, and, and, and as I was going to say, I think what's clear is I mm. know that Dougie did not understand the implications of what he was told no. because at that point he then pisses himself <laughs> in the bathroom. Right. Right. So uh, uh, let's just consider that point lost on, on Dougie. <laughs> and I'm sure the one-armed man is going to go back to his electric tree and the electric tree is going to be like, well, so what have you done about the double coop situation? <laughs> and he's like, well, I told Dougie that he has to kill the other one. And he's like, you call that a solution? This guy's pissing himself and you put it on him. That's not delegating. That's just setting your subordinates <laughs> up for failure. Yeah, it's um yeah, Mike's gonna get fired. He already lost one arm. <laughs> yeah, don't make me take the way to another one. <laughs> I think Electric Tree's gonna have to get in there and, and, and do some mm. micromanaging and get his mm. hands dirty. I think you're right. I think that's now we're to the you know, the ultimate the, the best now we're at the prison. The prison, the best scene by far. Yeah, it's some good plot. And it's revealed now. My my question in the last episode was how does the FBI know that uh that Coop is back? And I had thought it that they had found Coop Prime, but no, they've actually yeah. found Dark Coop. Correct. Yeah. Because he survived yeah. the car accident. Yes, yes. And you know why? Because he was driving a Lincoln. That's right. That is a sturdy that's sturdy American muscle. <laughs> Lincoln doesn't break. It just keeps going. That's right. He's he's barely injured, actually. I mean, you know, that's uh five point safety uh features. <laughs> that's right. JD Power and Associates <laughs> gave it a five out of five ranking. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, JD Power and Associates. <laughs> it's the motor trend car of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen that um we must have heard that phrase a million times in our lives. But if what? J.D. Power and Associates. Uh, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what the it's, validation it's some system sort of, is. It's some sort of firm that only exists to rent, <laughs> I think, just Hondas. Hondas. <laughs> Based on the number of awards they win. Basically, uh, imports. Um, the the yeah. only ones who are doing well. And Lincoln. And Lincoln, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, so God love Detroit. He, uh, he survives the wreck. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about how they found a lot of uh, vomit. Yep. in uh, in the car and Miguel Ferris says oh yeah he must have been eating locally <laughs> yeah good <laughs> nice line. little dig good line nice little dig at the federal I apologize uh, in advance for Albert his uh, lynches yeah uh, he's you're not apologizing in advance if he's already started insulting everyone <laughs> you're just apologizing for him yeah it's besides the point yeah. um, so they find Dark Coop uh, for some reason they interview him 
through an audio booth instead of uh, just visiting him in a cell. I think there's like an implication that he's extremely dangerous. Well, they find him in a car and they found a gun in the backseat and some drugs, Yep. I think. Yep. And a dog's foot? Dog's leg, yeah. A dog's leg. And like a submachine gun, like an Uzi or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which is bad, but if the FBI comes and says, this is one of my agents, it's just strange to me that they have to interview him via audio booth. Maybe, you know, maybe they, it's a good point. It's more, it's certainly more affecting for the viewer because it, you can have the light weird, him, like, you can light him differently. He's got the weird mechanical voice. And they have a very bizarre, like, uh, panel that lifts up yeah, to like reveal, a reveal. Him. yeah it's much more yeah. traumatic yeah, um, yeah i don't know maybe they maybe you know they're like we need some protection kind of thing yeah um but yeah you're you're right definitely strange and uh i i definitely you know and this is not gonna surprise you i liked it for the kind of criminal investigation elements of this scene i mean they mm-hmm. were it was a little weird he's like giving them a thumbs up yeah uh he talks Differently than he has been. Yeah, that kind of bothered me. But I think maybe that's Dark Coop not used to trying to act like the real McLaughlin, you know? I think he's out okay, of Okay, so Dark Coop is trying to be Coop Prime. Yeah. That's the, that's the voice he does. Yeah, and I think he's like failing pretty badly, right? And I okay. think that's why he's behaving like that. Which, I mean, let's give it up to the actor Kyle McLaughlin, right? Playing yeah. the direction Dark is- Coop. The direction is playing his character. Yeah, you're doing a bad impression of yourself. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good. that's good stuff. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, he says that he he wa- he was driving to deliver a report because he's been working undercover for 25 years, <laughs> uh, which is a little intense. Yeah. Um, uh, and. Uh, then he looks menacingly at Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. And he's right. like, I gave my report to Jeffries. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who and Jeffries, Jeffries is? is? is David Bowie. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he gives a little thumbs up again. And they, they, yeah. they're like, okay, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. They lower the barrier and they were like, that was weird. They go outside. And I don't know if this was intentional. It feels like there was like a blue filter on the camera. Outside yeah. felt very blue. Yeah. No, uh, I, I didn't like that actually. It was, it was but it wasn't just intense. the environment, right? It was, no. it was it was on purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. It was pretty stark. Okay. Like it was yeah. jarring, right? How much yeah. the like the um the temperature changed as far as like the the film, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh he looks at Tammy and he's got a uh he's got a uh, like a radio detector and he waves oh, yeah. it over her. Yeah. And it goes off and he says, You're wearing a wire. And she says, yeah, you told me to. Which is kind of a funny line, right? Uh, it is. Uh, it begs the question why he would have to detect it. Why can't he just be like, go away. You're wearing a wire. But uh, he he <laughs> makes her leave. <laughs> and then Miguel Ferrer has his like, well, yeah. my day just got better as he watches her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, and then, and then you know, great defender of, of women for their talent. <laughs> oh, David God. Lynch lets it go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but anyway, she leaves. So uh, he says, Jeffrey's called me asking for the name of our man in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it to him. Um, and Jeffrey's was supposed to give that information to Coop. He said he was asking for Coop. 
And then our man in Colombia died. And then, uh, and then we have a really real, you know, one of my favorite real conversations. He says, I hate to admit this, but I don't understand the situation at all. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said to, I said to the, uh, to the computer screen, no, I don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, Miguel Ferrer, I think, says "blue rose." Mm, mm-hmm. Doesn't get <laughs> any Lynch bluer. Says, it doesn't get any bluer. Yeah, which is, I think, at this point, they're really just you know slapping the audience in the face with this thing. The blue rose stuff. Now they're using it as an adjective. How blue rose is the situation? It's very blue rose. <laughs> it's like a it's like a rating system, right? Like the deeper the blue is. Like- Defcon the rosier four. the blue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Uh then, then they then they, they uh, and then this is I'll tell you what, this was this was a pretty sweet line to close out the episode. Oh he says Oh uh, yeah, chills when I heard it. Yeah, but it doesn't it, it's sweet because it's not a David Lynch line, it's like a cool like cop line. Uh, yeah, but I mean it's I mean the original I mean, yeah, show had I mean, like Lynch a film, wrote it, of course. No, but so. it had like a film noir. Like thing, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's true. It's keeping but, with uh, the show. It's keeping with the show. I, I well, I'll say what it is. Um, he he says uh, actually, I should have recorded it because it's delivered so well. But uh, but Lynch says um, Lynch says uh, uh, you know we need a, we need one more woman on. We need this a certain woman to help us on this case. And Miguel's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He says you know where she lives, and Miguel says. I know where she drinks. And then it cuts, bam, smash cut to bang, bang uh, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Oh, man. It's and great. Then, and then uh, and then you cut to the uh, the bar. The, there's a band playing, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, and it's so much better on my end, because I know who they're talking about. I mean, originally, people were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know who's coming, but. Oh, it's oh for me, I didn't. I didn't care who was coming. I was. I was on board. I wasn't like, oh, I'm mad that there's no information. I'm happy because that sets up, you know, a, a cool reveal. It's a good way to end an episode. Mm-hmm. Kick-ass song uh, too. I never heard of that band until the until the the Bing Bang. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Bar. Good. Uh, yeah. Very Lynch. Very Lynch band. You know. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the grade? You want to give it a grade? Yeah. Uh, what? What? You go first. What's your? Grade? That's funny. I. I mean, for me, this is like a total. Other than the the scene, I mean, I like the Dougie scene when because right now we're like we're really finding out that he's just a complete blank slate. He's like a complete idiot. Yeah, so, I knew that forty five minutes to an hour of footage earlier. Yeah, yeah but I the, don't need it to be. But the just audience smashed the face over. And over no, again. but the audience is. You know, we're all waiting. Like, where the hell is our favorite character? Right. I mean, it's Ugh. like. I mean, I mean, how much of a fuck you to the audience is that from Lynch? That's not pleasant. I, I but that's the whole point. The show's not supposed to be pleasant. So I, I mean, I remember people were so mad. Like, all right, he's got to come back next next episode, right? Like, I want, I want some, some I want a Twin Takes super fan, and I know you're out there. I want someone to make a smash cut of of me using a positive adjective, like entertaining or pleasant or fun to watch, and you saying. And you saying, but that's the point. It's not supposed to be. And then that that adjective, it's not supposed to be entertaining or good or no, interesting. No, it's it's not. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be like you said, like you know, people reveling in you know, despair and despondency. 
which is what Dougie's stuck in. So I really like that. And I loved the prison scene with dark Coop. That's one of my favorite scenes from the whole, uh, season three. Yeah. So, so yeah, what's your, what's your rating? I guess, I guess a minus. Cause I think a lot of the humor <laughs> falls flat. Uh, so you, you didn't like most of the episode, but you're still giving it an a minus. Uh, I liked it. So your episodes rating so far it. have been a, 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 a minus. No, no, it's been <laughs> a, a, a minus, a minus, I believe. Okay. All right. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I want to give it an a, I mean, honestly, I, there's not, there's very little <laughs> My TV God. I've seen. I feel like there's very little TV I've seen that, that, uh, even comes close to what like this episode did. That guy pisses on himself. I, I know. And I, I loved it. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, oh my god you give your your rating and then i'll i'll, I'll reveal what av club is. sure yeah yeah so my rating uh let's see i gave i should actually keep track of we should be keeping track of what we've been giving everything yeah you're right um i think i gave i i rated parts one and two together and i gave them a b minus i think no i think a b minus a b minus and then i gave part three i think a d minus d minus i think that's right yeah I would give this a, <laughs> I mean, God, you're right. The prison scene was very good. I mean, that's, I mean. But but the rest of it, everything before that was just like a, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a C. Wow. Pretty generous. I got to say. <laughs> I, I thought for sure D. I thought you thought you'd throw it a D, but it's no, no, because I know deep down that it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's going to get it's going to get. Worse. And I want to be able to give. I want. I want when I want to when I want to give D minuses. I want people to know that I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to know? So, um, AV Club had given the first part one, part two, and part three all A's. Solid all A's. A's. Yes, with their with their they're like, oh, Lynch Lynch does it again. Lynch, Classic Lynch. killing it. Yeah, uh, they're starting to sense uh, <laughs> this is not the Twin Peaks. A chink in his armor <laughs> that, that they signed up for, and they give it its first A minus. Oh, okay, okay. But still, you know, still on board, but a little worried about you know <laughs> the. Uh, the cameos, I think. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm I feel pretty confident about that. Well, what I feel confident about uh, confident about is that all of these little plot threads will all tie together in a sure, very yeah. satisfying conclusion. Just you know like, I, I, just like the I, Twin Peaks subreddit did until they burned the thing down. <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> you know what I I, uh, I feel like um, I feel like Episode 18 of this is going to be just like the last episode of Game of Thrones, where I know, and I know this isn't the case, but mm-hmm. I kind of feel like like Lynch will be like, "Oh my God, I have a budget deadline, or I have no, I have, no, no <laughs> the no. producers are on my ass, and you know uh, Kyle McLaughlin's going to walk if I don't wrap up the season quickly." So he he re- works really really hard to quickly tie everything together in this in the course of like three episodes, and then the last episode is. Uh, a marriage between Kyle McLaughlin and and I don't know the ghost of Laura Palmer. I don't know. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just trying to think of the most sitcommy possible ending. <laughs> oh yeah. That, yeah that they all they all together. leap up in the into the air and click their heels and That's freeze right. frame and just Twin Peaks. And uh, then, uh, Bobby comes back and says, "I can't wait for summer." 
<laughs> and they go fight crime and uh yeah yeah uh, with uh, Coop, you with son Dam- of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> Tammy on his side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my gun. And I got my girl. <laughs> and it just cuts to him driving in his Lincoln, just shooting, gun, shooting a gun out the side. That's the kind, that's the show that I want to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet just Starsky and Hutch, know. you know, Coop and Tammy. <laughs> that's the kind of show that would have a line at the end of the episode where it's like, you know, where she is. I know where she drinks. <laughs> Yeah.